Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is our final show of Woo-hoo! 2020. We are no, finally let's wrapping keep it up. Keep doing more 2020. Shows. Oh, we're gonna do a couple more. <laughs> it may be 2021, <laughs> but we're gonna be doing 2020 shows from here on. Okay, out. that seems like kind of a bad idea. I gotta be honest. Oh, okay. It yeah. feels the same. It feels 2020. Sure. Uh, Justin, you're coming in pretty hot. You just drove down from Canada. That's why you got the Labatt Blue. Basically, Canada. Some fresh. <laughs> these are fresh out of the snow. Ooh, when I put them in the nice. car, it was a seven-hour drive. It was one hell of a trip. I literally ran in the house and turned on the laptop. <laughs> yeah. you, that's yeah. how you I love the fact that you were driving your kids with a fresh case of Labatt. That seems safe. Uh, I finished most of them on the way, so it was good. <laughs> I didn't have to carry them all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, we have a crazy pack show for you. We have multiple guests talking about their favorite stuff, their best stuff of the year, as well as, of course, the regular stuff they do. And we'll have them on in a moment. Also, a little later in the show, we're going to reveal our best comics of the year. Okay, this is a, it's a controversial thing that we're not going to get into now. We no. had maybe a little argument while Justin was on the road. Not a big deal. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it later. Everybody's chill. Everybody's copacetic. It was it's a blast. Fun. It was a blast to drive and argue about comics <laughs> in front of my family. <laughs> yeah. Did you turn around at any point? You're like, this is what I do every Tuesday. Yes. And my, my kids were like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boo. So yeah, boo that should be out. fun. Uh, we're also going to get to your questions, of course, uh, both on Crowdcast and over on YouTube, wherever you're watching it. If you're on the podcast, hey, we want your questions and comments about the best of the year and everything else as well. You can email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com or Twitter at comicbooklive. We'd love to chat with you there. Just it's going to be a little later because we're live here right now. Uh, that all said, I'm going to invite our first Two guests here into the stream. I think I can grab them here. Uh, so they host a podcast called The Blue Podcast that Pete and Justin appeared on. Uh, they are two guys, Tom and Ben. We're inviting them first because they are all the way in the UK. Hello. Hello, guys. How you guys doing? All right. How all right. are you? Great to see you again. Thank you. Guys, yeah. I love to see you guys again. And uh, is this Ben's coming on? Now? Hey, 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 guys. Uh, first of all, thanks for staying up past your bedtime. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. So late. It's yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, so you host uh, mostly, not all, if not exclusively, but mostly <laughs> sports podcasts called the Blue Podcast. Uh, for our <laughs> Joe comments, the Labatt Blue Podcast. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're plugging you. The We're official right beer of the Blue Podcast. <laughs> Uh, for people who haven't checked it out, who don't know your podcast, just give them a, a rundown, a, a brief explainer of what it's all about. Uh, basically, me and Ben support two blue football soccer clubs in uh, the UK, Chelsea and Manchester City, and hence why the name of the Blue Podcast. Uh, it's pretty pretty simple. Uh, Very imaginative. <laughs> Very imaginative. It took us a long time to figure out. 
we basically talk mostly uh, football slash soccer, depending on which country you're in, uh, most weeks. But then we've, we've kind of wanted to branch out into, as example, we had you guys on for the comics because uh, my passion is a bit of comics. And then we also do F1 and some rugby stuff as well, just to kind of keep the uh, keep the market broad, uh, as, as so to say. But we and are... Was that? You guys, you guys have been doing more comic stuff since you had us on as well. Yes, we did. We had uh, comics by Perch mm-hmm. on, which was uh, really enjoyable as well. So we, we are trying to branch out. We messaged a few more, few more channels to see if we can keep the the comic audience there because we actually, we actually Thanks. had a couple of, uh, from both your comic, from your podcast, and uh, the last one. We actually quite, quite, quite a good uh, interaction from from both of them, which was quite. quite <laughs> I'd love it. Just said Man City and, uh, Chelsea are gross. I can't, I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so glad we could give you guys the patented comic book club bump. That's nice to hear. Uh, now, I, I do have a question for you that maybe this is an insulting question, uh, but I-, I couldn't do it. Somebody on Twitter was like, oh, I'm very excited to hear you pronounce their full names on the podcast. Uh, how how do you pronounce your names? Could you guys pronounce your names for me? I think Ben should go first because it is a bit confusing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm of Italian descent. So it's uh ben chufo green so c c i in italian is ch so that's why Ch- okay uh, i'm doing this whilst i'm saying yeah, it it's well. good <laughs> yeah. you can hear me yeah, i you got some I didn't, sauce cooking right down here. i didn't even need to do <laughs> this don't be an asshole my body yeah. just started doing this yeah. <laughs> i'm also into f1 racing now too yeah hey uh and tom what about you uh, Tom McLeave, uh, no idea really where I come from. Let's go <laughs> I, think, I think it's England. Uh, I think the name is either Northern Irish or Scottish descent. It kind of it varies. I've tried to look into it, but unless you pay money, you can't really find out. So uh, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about your favorite stuff of the years. You guys sent this in advance. Uh, ben... You have a thing. I'll be honest. I I don't really understand what it's about. So please oh, explain. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Al- uh, Alex Tom, is a little Tom... bit un. Uh, he doesn't know much out outside of his little rectangle there. That's the <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. uh, I have I have a little bit more of a thought about this since because Tom asked me and, and I was like I can't think of anything. So the, this was kind of the it was. It's not a moment that stands out, but um, <laughs> I, it's. It's just the only thing I could think of, but um, yeah, C- City won one of the domestic trophies in England uh, pre-lockdown, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, so since then I've kind of changed what I thought, and um, it probably it probably was not even news in America. But City were. Do you know what the Champions League is? Well, we uh, watched we watched Ted Lasso. So yeah, I think Ted Lasso. Right. So <laughs> City were banned. Right. City were banned from this competition. Uh, so and they overturned that ban, which was quite key because we would have lost loads of players. Yeah. It would and financially it would have been awful basically. So that that's probably a bit more of a key moment because it, it. I don't think people realise how. Um, monumental that would have been if we hadn't have overturned it. Well, that's what's so, so was so interesting about the the way that football structured over there. I wish American football had that same structure because it would just make it uh, just the the falling up and down to those ranks is 
such a big yeah. thing. And to be able to see that yeah. rather than like so many games, it's like, well, this team is like so uh, good, like the Bills or this team is so bad, like the Giants. Like hey, you hey. need to see that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, well yeah. that's, the, that's very interesting because actually the most like the most worth trophy to win in the in Europe is actually coming winning the promotion spot in the second league in England. So actually getting promoted yeah. into the Premier League, which is the first division in in England in terms of football, is actually the most lucrative trophy to win, which is kind yeah, of because it, it's because the Premier League's TV rights and everything is so right, lucrative. So like the, the the contract is like billions and billions and billions. So if you wow. if you get promotion into the Premier League, you're laughing basically. You you're like, right, you're here laughing. comes the money. Basically. Here comes the money. Yeah. So yeah. See, that's, Justin, that's it's good. good that we don't do that over here because the Bills would be in such a low level league that they wouldn't be able to get out of it. So the, you this know. is our year. That's our motto. <laughs> organization. This is our year. This is great. I love this. I have no idea what any of you are talking about. <laughs> I will say, Alex, you look like you washed up on an island talking about sports. <laughs> and and yeah. I, like, uh, I don't know. No, man, I like the beard. I like the beard. Thank Castaway. Uh, yeah, Tom, let's go over to you. You have uh, a couple of things. I don't know if you were uh, being nice to us about this, but you were saying that you do have some comic book stuff that was a highlight of this year for you. I'm the comic uh, book fan and has been. Yeah, I, I am a comic yeah. book fan. I just, uh, I think, I actually haven't finished a comic book series this this year. Uh, so I did say X, uh, X-Men, X of Swords, but I'm actually only at the point where... They haven't actually quite completed that, spoilers, that circle of um, Swordsman. I'm actually at that point, but I've really enjoyed it, obviously, to that point. Trying not to spoil anything. I'm a DC fan as well, so this is quite big for me to 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 say this. (laughs) That it's a it's a Marvel Marvel comic book series. But uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. I thought that was a a good one for me. And also, you were saying uh, that your favorite movie of the year was Tenet, which mostly people didn't get to see over here at all because our theaters were closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what'd you like about it? What'd you enjoy about it? Just no spoiler. I mean, that's what the way, but the confusingness of it. It's a, it's a typical Christopher Nolan movie. And also, to be fair, when you think of movies this year, there's not very many that. There weren't very many. <laughs> so. And I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984. 84. Yeah, I haven't seen that it's one. It's not yet. been received that well, has it? Has it not? Yeah, we actually that? we just put up a, uh, a review video on YouTube and as a podcast where people can check out. I think we were we were pretty evenly mixed. I think I was a little more negative. Pete was actually in the middle, and Justin was very positive about that. Yeah. Is that right? Ooh, it was that a weird, yeah, weird, weird change. Weird yeah. twist. You guys were wearing Wonder Woman shirts and you didn't like the movie, and I was wearing <laughs> a regular person shirt, and I did. Um, let me ask you though, uh, on X of Swords, Tom, um, there's oh, a God. bunch of like Captain Britain stuff. How does Captain Britain resonate with people who actually live in the UK? <laughs> I think most people in the UK don't really know who he is. Everyone in the UK already mostly knows, you know, the typical everyone that's been in the movies, basically. So I, I kind yeah. of, I kind of do hope that at some point, I've, there's been teasers with the um, when Captain America went back in time and saw Peggy in mm-hmm. the, through the window, she mentioned his dad, Captain right. Richard's dad, I think. And I'm looking forward to hopefully they do 
kind of make it make a British entrance at some point, which would be good. I mean, it's not it's Ooh, one of British entrance in, 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 in English, uh, England. Where okay, it's, it's a trivia. It's a trivia question. It's like, oh, so who is this British character? It's like people don't actually know because so they put it in there just to try and like just bamboozle a few people because mm. it's just not it's just not yeah. mainstream at all. Well, they are doing. Uh, there's the What If animated series that's coming to Disney Plus, and they're doing an episode of What If uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America, and of course, instead she becomes Captain Britain or whatever that is. But I don't think it's like Captain Britain; it's just Captain yeah. America, mm-hmm. but Captain Br- UK Britain. or something like that instead. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly interested because I think, like I said before, no one knows. Even though his literal name is Captain Britain. No one in Britain knows who he is, unless you actually read like comics ded- dedicated comics. So, yeah, it'll be a good good spin on the the name, I think. Uh, this is a question from Kevin in the comments here for you guys. Do you hope for a successful 2000 AD film, maybe with someone other than Dread? Do you know about this, or is this a stumper? Uh, I've watched the movies. Yeah, come on, make it easier. <laughs> I, know, I remember the Stallone one didn't get much credit. It wasn't very good, but yeah. it's slightly out of my ballpark now, I think. Yeah, uh, Kevin's always trying to stump everybody, and he does a very good <laughs> job at it. Um, I, just back to Tenet really quickly. I, I watched it. I rented it. I thought it was great. I yeah. enjoyed it. I was really surprised. I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. Mm. Um, no, yeah, so. I've already watched it once, but... I, I'm, uh, really, I'm so desperate to watch it like two or three more times. Yeah, you know? I think... Uh, Nolan, yeah, I have a fan of all his, uh, a lot of his films. I think he's, he's almost a, a dying breed in, in terms of directors. Like, um, true. Uh, in where they can actually just, they can do an original story mm-hmm. and put it out and it'll be successful. Um, I guess, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not, I don't know, it's up to interpretation, but in my opinion, maybe not in the same ballpark, but is of that sort of Stanley Kubrick sort of mm. ilk. Definitely that sort of mm-hmm. aggressive uh, auteur vibe. Um, but I feel like yeah. you want to see that movie. I feel like every Christopher Nolan movie, when you finish it, you're like, wow, I really like that. And he's like, you just watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize it. <laughs> uh, guys, yeah. as we, before we let you go here, because I know it is pretty late uh, where you are, uh, what this uh, this is a terrible question to ask given the year that everybody had, but is there anything you're looking forward to in 2021, either pop culture wise or sports wise or anything like that? <laughs> we, we our, uh, New Year's special uh, before this, and that was a tough question I asked as well. Um, <laughs> uh, you answered it before, Ben. What, the, what are you looking for? <laughs> Oh, what, yeah. what did I say? I can't remember. It was obviously something <laughs> that didn't, didn't stay in the memory. Well, uh, let me let me, while you think about that. Oh. Let me ask you another question. Um, what if for people who aren't into um, uh, fo- uh, British soccer, let's just call it soccer, uh, or F one racing, any of the sports you guys cover? What is the access point? What's an entry point for people to get into it? I can, I can. You want to answer for the football and I'll answer. Yeah, I'll answer for yeah, yeah, football. You answer for everyone. Um, football, that's hard because obviously I've followed it my entire life. From yeah. Birth. Uh, football, football. From I'm birth. trying to think of it. So actually, one of my mates who's actually going to appear on our New Year's special coming out on the 31st. Yeah, that's when New Year's is. That, that checks out. Just a little bit. But he only started to watch football. Um, 
soccer, sorry, when uh, we were about 16, 17, and I made him kind of made him a fan of my football club. Uh, I'd Fourth say him. you have to experience it. I think it's the same with American football. Uh, you have to experience it in person. To, yeah, you have to go to a game, and that's when you you get that magic. Ah, I'd love to go and to that's, a game. That's, 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 I'd say that's mm. the best best experience. Uh, trying Honestly, to find that you um, agree with in how they do things, which is very difficult considering a lot of clubs are very dodgy. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's kind of the best the best route to go go to a game is the is the best thing. Great answer. Mm, which yeah. is uh, difficult at the moment. <laughs> it's very difficult. My my biggest problem with sports is all the crossovers and continuity. It's like, <laughs> you know, how do you get into it? How does it start? It's just too confusing. It's mostly crossovers. Right. Honestly, yes, the standalone yeah. issues are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, since uh, since I think pop culture is putting you on the spot too much, uh, New Year's plans? What are you, what are you going to do in New Year's? What's uh, stay home? <laughs> Just kind of stay I'm, in this year. <laughs> I'm going to my girlfriend's house for New Year's, but I shouldn't be. Don't kill us all. Yeah, no, I'm sure the government are watching this. Hopefully, so yeah. <laughs> Go to yeah well, they always tu- they tune in all the time. Yeah, the yeah. British government. We get a lot. The Queen, the Queen watches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm just uh, staying. I may. I mean, I wouldn't be going out anyway. But like, yeah, yeah I'm supposed to be staying with my family. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's pretty much everybody. I'll uh, nix these questions for the next interview. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where should people check out the Blue Podcast? Uh, check us out on YouTube. The Blue Podcast, uh, Instagram at Blue Podcast One, and Twitter is, is the same handle. I just saw someone say Lampard's a terrible manager. Uh, that hurts me personally. <laughs> 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 uh, Eduardo's the same really guy. Who's uh, uh, better? Yeah. No, he's, at, he's at the best club in London. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, I've seen some <laughs> messy to City comments as well. That's that's uh, promising. I <laughs> love trash talk. Surprising amount of um, soccer fans in, in your in your comments. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love trash talk that I don't quite understand. Uh, <laughs> I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, good luck out there. Happy New Year. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. soon. Great Thanks to see you guys again. We Goodbye. had a blast on your podcast, guys. So, definitely, anybody listening, check it out. It's super fun. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. All right, there we go. Uh, once again, Tom and Ben from the Blue Cup Podcast. As they mentioned, you can check it out on YouTube and other places where fine podcasts are sold. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome our next guest into the podcast here. He's a comedian. Uh, he has a new special on Prime Video. His name's Keith Little Jensen. It's called Keith Little Jensen's Not For Rehire. He also has a podcast as well called Keith Little Jensen Presents the Keith Little Jensen Show with Keith Little Jensen. Yes, get that <laughs> branding out there. Name. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Keith Little Jensen. There we go. There's okay. The crowd goes wild. How you guys? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's hey up, Keith, thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? Good, you have a theme going, because a lot of people don't know this, but I used to play soccer. Oh, there we go. At what level? Uh, AYSO. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was good. I was on a team called the Yellow Kickers, and we won a game once, uh, because the other team didn't show up. Yeah. (laughs) But we got... Oh, there you go. That's one of those single issues. Yeah. When they didn't show up. One shot. (laughs) 
One we shot. did we did get the pizza party that we'd been promised. If we ever won a game, we'd get a pizza party. And then the, the parents were like to promise your kids a pizza party and then they never earn it. Like it's mm-hmm. the, yeah. the adults were like, well, should we give it to them anyway? And then we got we got this forfeit win, and so they were like, All right, we're doing pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that, was what a dream. that was it. That's my soccer career. So. Amazing. Uh, now, Keith, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but uh, stand up isn't mostly happening right now. So, because of that, that's why I'm start- talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, you started this podcast, and you've had a, a mix of guests. You've had comedians, you've had other people, but you've also had some comic book guests as well, including yeah. one of our faves here on the show, Jeffrey Brown. Uh, talk about the podcast. Yes, Got love Jeffrey Brown. Nice. So good. Uh, so what's the podcast like? Uh, again, kind of like lay in just generally what it's about for folks. You know, all the comedians are starting podcasts. They, I mean, they said it's literally like tens of thousands of new podcasts started this year with the pandemic. Wow. And so uh, all my comic friends are just uh, comics as in comedians are all just right. interviewing each other. <laughs> so yeah, that was what I wanted to avoid. So I've been very picky about having comedians on, but I, I, funny enough through fan letters ended up with a few friends who are who do comic books so i had keith knight on mm-hmm. um i had wendy and richard penny that was a dream for me because i'm a big elf quest fan yeah, nice. little um and and then jeffrey brown who i wrote jeffrey brown a fan letter based on reading uh clumsy mm-hmm. um, I, I, it hadn't just come out because already a couple of the the follow-ups had come out but I wrote him a fan letter and he wrote back and then he came to Sacramento where I am for a convention and he's like, Hey, want to grab lunch? <laughs> so me and my wife went and had lunch with him. Just the nicest, most down to earth guy. So we've kept wow. in touch over the years. If you look at my profile picture on here, actually, it's a picture he drew of me for one of my album covers. Oh, nice. So oh, that nice was a big job. honor as well. So yeah, it was really cool. And it's funny as I got self-conscious about how much of his time I was taking. So <laughs> I let him go, but we had covered a very small part of his story. We could have talked for another two hours. Um, You know, he's talking about painting wooden shoes and (laughs) various things he did on his way up as as an artist. Yeah, he's he's pretty fascinating because he has these great, very personal graphic novels. That's how he started out. But I think most people now know him through his Star Wars stuff, probably more than anything right. else, which is kind right. of wild. Like, that's mm-hmm. how my son knows him. He's obsessed with those books. Uh, not that I'm going to show him Too Cool to be Forgotten. or No, that's sorry. That's Alex Robinson. Not that I'm going to show him Clumsy or anything like that. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just uh, he's really he's figured out this niche that really works for him financially, I think. Yeah, I mean, not that he was doing too bad with that other stuff. Um, you know, clumsy was uh, acclaimed and successful, and but yeah, these Star Wars things. Wow, I mean, that that just blew up. So, and even when I was talking to the the record label that put my album out, they were looking at his art and they didn't get it. Whatever, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I told the guy, I said, "Does your kid have?" vader's little princess and he goes yeah and i go then you already have his art in your house you can't (laughs) it's not marketable wow (laughs) good for you that's smart oh it was the last album i did with them it was such a huge fight i'm like i have the dream artist willing to work with us and you're like i don't know (laughs) let's have my cousin draw it so it's very weird 
I got I got to ask you a question about ElfQuest because all right. in all my comic book knowledge, not to t- pat myself on the back, but I think we've been doing the show for like 14 years at this point, so we know a lot about comic books. The main thing I know about ElfQuest is back in the day I'd read Marvel comics and I'd get to an ad for ElfQuest and I'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah. Okay. That, and that's it. Like that's as far as I went because I just didn't get it and I didn't understand what was doing in my books of those days. So I never read the book. I know it's critically acclaimed. I know people really like it, but it's something that I'd never got back and read. So what is it that oh, you're you robbing like? yourself? What? Yeah. You're robbing yourself. No, you're robbing I am. Yourself. I am. Oh yeah, Justin, how many Elf Quest volumes do you own? I swear we had them on the show back in uh Did we? several years ago. I believe so. Um, they came I don't down remember to talking yeah, about ElfQuest. Nobody listened to that podcast because I was clearly probably lying that entire show. 100%. <laughs> Spoiler, it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's good when you can fake it through. Yeah. So uh, what's this elf? Uh, the elves are questing in this. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. It. Tell me more. <laughs> I enjoyed the questing the best, probably. Yeah. <laughs> more than the elves, to be honest. Yeah. What made you go yeah. with pointy-eared elves? Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, but Keith, elf? really though, since this is something that is completely fresh and unknown for me, what is it that you like about ElfQuest? So I was in junior high when I got introduced to it. I liked the art style right away, which hearing Wendy describe it later, she said that she was very anime influenced. I think before that influence became as big and as mainstream, yes. we were all watching Speed Racer on TV and stuff, but it hadn't become this dominant force in our culture that it is now. There was something I loved about her art But more than anything else, I love storytelling. And it was just an epic story. And it started very quickly. The whole mythology behind the elves uh, was revealed slowly. They didn't get let that get in the way of the action. They right away jumped in and the story's moving. Hmm. And even looking back at it, I'm really surprised within a couple issues how many things happened. I'm like, they could have really milked this, you know? <laughs> um, but they just went, went, went at this this pace that, that fit what I was into at that time. I'm severely ADHD. <laughs> and this didn't require me to put a lot of research in before I could dig the story. I just was off and running. So I mean, that sustained level of storytelling, because uh, Elf, Elf Quest has been going on for how long? Like it was two decades, three decades worth of stories, right? Yeah, it's over three decades now. Yeah. And uh, I have not kept up with it as well as I could have. I read the series after the original, Siege at Blue Mountain. And then ever since then, I dip my toe in here and there. So it's really those first ones, which I guess reveals that it's also um, at least part of it is a, a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah. It's part of my childhood um, yeah. going back into it. It's like watching the old Star Wars movies, you know. I I'm not familiar with this. Me. I'm not familiar with nostalgia. It's like a feel, a good feeling oh. from looking backwards. I, I was ready. You were, I, I thought you were going to tell me you weren't familiar with this Star Wars thing. I was yeah. going to break that down for you as well. I like the wars, but not the stars as much. Yeah. Right. Have it's you ever like seen a samurai wars. movie? It's like a samurai <laughs> movie with robots in space. It's great. Now, where do the elves quest in this one? Uh, so let's talk about stuff that uh, you read this year. You, you, Keith, you were telling us. Uh, over email that you didn't really read anything new, but you were going back and catching up with a bunch of (laughs) comics this year, which I think is totally fair. There were so many things over this year while we were all trapped inside where I was like, well, like, uh, honestly, we talked about this on the show. I realized I had forgotten to read beyond the third volume of Sandman. Like, I just sort of mentally tricked myself into, oh, I read the whole thing, but finally I had time to go back and read it. So uh, what did you check out? Sorry, 
you bastard. Sorry it isn't a comic book, but because of my daughter getting so hugely interested in it, I read all of the Harry Potter books. Mm. Yeah. And for the first time. For the first time. Okay. And my wife had read them and loved them before we even had a kid. <laughs> and I was like, ah, it doesn't look like it's for me. Um, but then my daughter became a really big fan, so I read them all, and they're fantastic. They're really good. Yeah. Sorry, I, uh, I'm also reading them. The first <laughs> yeah. uh, aren't they great? Yeah. Where, how far into them are you? Second book. Oh, okay. I'm a slow reader. So it, it's funny that the big spoiler that people were printing on T-shirts and everything. Do, do you remember that? Yeah, where people would like run by because there were the lines outside Barnes and Noble's right. and other bookstores. People would run by the night of and shout out spoilers. Yeah, Terrible. there was a certain death that was a really big, you know, sad part of it. People were like, ah, I'm about to die. Yeah, yeah. horrible. Uh, not to spoil anything <laughs> for you, Pete, but Hermione gets chopped in half at a certain point. Oh, Just like sliced right down the middle. The whole third book is a painstaking description. <laughs> yeah, I mean, beautifully <laughs> done, poetic, though. Poetic. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Really doesn't portray the transphobia at all. Or anything like, like hey, that. do any of you guys follow these? Uh, America's best or best American? No, that's another thing yeah. that's fallen to the wayside. Justin, you've I, checked them out. I've I've read those over. Not maybe I don't think I read that one, but I've read those over the years. Yeah, I missed 2018. So for Christmas this year, so I got 2018, got and and then I got 2019. I generally get one every year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I have since since volume one. Which wow, I've been with my wife a long time. <laughs> well, this is so oh, you're up to the. 2019th volume, right, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're up to 2019. Yeah. There's not 2019 of them. No, no. Is that oh, okay. <laughs> the year? The year. Right. One of those was stuffed into the that. manger with Jesus when he was born. <laughs> comics! Gold, frankincense, myrrh, and a little bit of comics is what they brought. Uh, that I, would have been the only present that made sense out of the, <laughs> the frankincense, gold, and myrrh. I, they uh, love that stuff. I love a little myrrh right on the edge of my, like I have a steak, a little myrrh on the side. Yeah, yeah. Good Perfect. stuff. Uh, what uh, Plug what's coming up on your podcast. Obviously, we can go back. We can listen to the Jeffrey Brown one. We can listen to the ElfQuest <laughs> folks one and other things. But uh, what's coming up for you in the new year? I just talked to an author named Greg Mania who wrote a book called Born to be Public that mm-hmm. Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey gave love to and NPR is going crazy over and... Uh, so that was fun. Um, and, and that one's actually out now. And then uh, actually when I'm done here tonight, I'm going to interview uh, Simone Turkington, who is a magician. Ooh, and ooh. there's uh, magic's a real boys club. I've, I've followed her on it's Facebook true. over the years and seen her talking about being a woman in magic uh-huh. and all the weird politics related to that. But she's also promised me a few tricks that she can do just over audio. If oh, I have my cards awesome. ready. So oh, I yeah. love that. Looking forward to that. That should be fun. And then I will probably give in and talk to some uh talk to some comedians. There's a <laughs> they have nothing but free time. Right. <laughs> there's, there's a great comic named Johnny Taylor that I work with a lot and I recommend people check out. And mm. uh I people are waiting for me to have him on because we work together a lot. But I was like, no, I'm going to hold off. But uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, we'll, we'll eventually get Johnny on there. So I, I got to interview Greg Proops. That was hmm. a delight. Oh, yeah. he's, he's nice. Yeah. I we'll have him back. You know, you get someone good. You're like, 
hey, it's been it's been six months, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. We never do that. <laughs> well, uh, this is a podcasting tip for you guys. Then. Oh, thank you. Glad oh, to be of assistance. Yes. Uh, so that's the Keith Little Jensen presents the Keith Little Jensen show with Keith Little Jensen. Yes. I assume you can get it everywhere podcasts are. All the places, yeah. All Spotify places. and I think Buzzsprout is where we host it through and then they disseminate it to the rest. And also you have a special on Prime Video that people can check out, right? Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, it's not for rehire. And um, it's a it's a different kind of comedy special. It, it leans real heavily on the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, there are parts of it that are definitely stand-up and purely stand-up, um, where there's a lot of laughs per minute, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's places where I slow down a little and... Uh, there you don't realize it until it ends but it it does tell one narrative arc through the whole thing um so yeah yeah it's it's like like i give that whole disclaimer because i'm like don't sit down and watch it for five minutes and think you got the gist of it uh give Mm. it at least 10. (laughs) (laughs) so and then if you want more then then watch more if if i haven't won you over in 10 you're not gonna like it uh move on but um (laughs) (laughs) hell of a salesman Hey, hey. As, as in, like fans of Jeffrey Brown, you guys know for people releasing things independently, uh, we're desperate for whatever word of mouth we can get. If you leave reviews and, and five stars on there, it affects the algorithm so that Prime shows it yes. to more people. Just having it available on Prime is awesome. So, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. It's everywhere. That's great so, stuff. Uh, Keith. Oh, and, and I have a oh, book coming out on, on yes. class books. Yeah, called What I Was Arrested For. And it's the same <laughs> formula as the special, except instead of talking about me getting fired, I talk about me getting in trouble with cops. So nice. <laughs> wow. those are my hobbies. I get fired and I get arrested. Man, so, rough right life. Yeah. <laughs> can, you tell us, can you tell us how you, what you got arrested for, or is that a sort of a reveal at the end? Uh, no, not because it was more than one time. You know, lots of getting Here we arrested. Go. Let's get into uh, it. I always got arrested really for the same thing, which was having a big mouth. Whatever else you think you're getting arrested for, you're getting arrested for having a big mouth. But the most recent one was I was riding my bike on the pedestrian mall in Sacramento where you're not supposed Ooh. to ride your bike. Yeah. It should have been a simple traffic stop, oh. you know, but I smarted off to the cop and then we had a little <laughs> back and forth. And next thing you know, I'm in jail going, how did I end up here? I oh, literally wow. was just Jeez. riding my bike. You know, I well, wasn't riding my bike drunk. I wasn't riding my bike without a bike riding license. I mean, it was literally yeah, but... just, yeah. A half you a must, you must have to stay a lot to get arrested for that. It's all in the book. Yeah, this thing doesn't <laughs> shut down. Check out the it's book, so Stop trying to get right. the good stuff out yeah. of them. Just real quick, the read book. all the woods of the book to me. Just I've been trying to book. get arrested for so long, and I guess it'll be great to <laughs> get some tips. I never thought of it as a self-help manual, but I yeah, like that, that angle. I think that's good. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Keith, thank you so much for coming on the show. Happy New Year. Stay safe out there. Uh, good you luck with everything. Well. Thank right. you for having Take me. Take care. Bye. Later. All right. Once again, Keith oh, Little man. Jensen. Those are our guests, folks, which means I think it's time to move into our next section, which is going to be no problem whatsoever. It is the best comics of 2020. Yes. Look, yeah. like music, music we don't usually hear. Exciting. No, I brought it out. Special for this. There right. you go. It's been a while since we heard the stack music and everything. Uh, now, now, Alex, uh, real quick, walk us through how um, this was set up, because yes. I think it will help inform people on what they're about to see. 
Yes, I think so. I'm not going to go through beat by beat, but the broad strokes is that uh, we decided to ask folks like you who are watching, who are listening, who follow us on Twitter, what their uh, thoughts were on the best comics of 2020. So we put a tweet out. Uh, we plugged the tweet a couple of different places, <laughs> uh, said, hey, let us know. We would love to hear from you what your favorite comics were. Uh, and then Pete, Justin, and I came up with our own lists of comics uh, that were culled together and I'll talk through this when we get to our top 10 uh, formally. Uh, we kind of made it our picks, but then also tried to weight them a little bit based on the amount of suggestions and the strength of suggestions on Twitter as well. So those yeah. factored in a little bit because we thought that was important. You guys are as much a part of the show as we are. I love that message. It's a real yes. people's list. Uh, <laughs> and only a true psychopath would disagree with this format <laughs> and the findings. That to be fair, uh, uh -huh. you know, I got it to yourself. Email. Go on. Uh, yeah, be fair to, to yourself. And way to take the cue when I said a true psychopath. You were like, eh. yeah, well, this is where I. Was, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it was like, okay, let's do a list. We've done this before. You know, mm -hmm. we've been doing this show for a long time. Yeah. And one of the things that I enjoy about the list is I get to hear what you guys thought were the best. And then we go back and forth about that. And then, uh, you know, Zalb said in his email, well, I want to put this up here because we got some people on Twitter who really like this book. And I was like, oh, that's great. Why don't you have them on the show then? If you care so much about their opinion, let's really kind of like put this out there. I don't, You did not I, say that. No, I didn't. Um, no, you sent I, me an email with so many fucks in it. I think my spam filter cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, you also, know, the top 10 list you sent over, Pete, was like 17 titles long <laughs> yeah and i was like hey all i need from you guys just send me a list of like your top 10 just ranked and you're like no fuck you here's 17 things <laughs> here's 17 things because there were so many great books that came yes. out it's hard to say oh no you weren't good there, there was great stuff so i had top i had like a, a 10 and then some shout outs and maybe it was 11 and so here's what we're gonna do without spending too much time on uh the process of putting this together which yeah or how much of a psychopede is you know yeah which we've definitely already done we've already uh and, and we should Very mention like the little asterisk here is that we did finally figure it out we all hopped on the phone while justin was on the side of the road changing his kids diaper yeah <laughs> to figure out this top 10 list uh for all of you but uh we're also gonna do some individual shout outs things that didn't necessarily necessarily make the list uh that we wanted to call out anyway uh, should we do those first or maybe we'll do those after as Ooh. like also these are some honorable yeah, let's do it so at the end okay okay that sounds good uh so here we go folks this is this is comic not our clubs list. no this is not our best list. of 2020 you, you didn't... <sighs> yeah here look we at go this. Uh, all right, so the best of 2020, we're going to count through. I'm not associated with this list. This is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Picking random wow. shit. This right. definitely Ask is not. This stranger. definitely is not. Pete. All right, all right Pete. Alan Moore, take your name off this fucking list. Yeah. Yes. So this is me and Justin, and Pete is doing something else in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, here we go. So coming in at number 10, uh, we've got Once and Future from yeah. Boom Studios, written fucking by Kieran Gillen, aired by Dan Mora. What, what are you saying, Pete? What are you? It's bullshit. It should be higher than 10. Okay, but it's on the list of 10. So let's talk about what we liked about the book, because I think this is a really good book that you've been a big fan of, right, Pete? Yes, yes. It's it's really creative. It's a fun thing that we've seen a ton of. Um, you know, it's a really interesting, cool take on these characters that we know so well. Plus, this grandma there holding the uh, giant sword is a 
badass. Okay, this guy here who looks like he's a fucking like a superhero anime type dude is a uh, is a wimp, and she's the one who whoops butt, and he's the one who's like, "Glaben, oh grandma, what are you doing?" So it's a fun <laughs> role reversal, and it's also nice to see just like somebody in their element and then trying to kind of like catch somebody up uh, who's kind of new to how grandma rolls. And uh, it's just, she's very casual and laid back with how she fights these legendary monsters. And it's uh, fun to kind of have this fish out of water where the younger uh, gentleman who is in great shape is like, I'm scared. Uh, But really fun, creative uh, uh, storytelling, a lot of action. The art's unbelievable. It's really just one of those, like, from the first issue, grabs you and never lets you go. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. This is a future TV series. Just really well well done, top to bottom. Kieran Gillen. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, written by Kieran Gillen, art by Dan Mora. Uh, just great book. And uh, we talked to Kieran Gillen about this earlier in the year on the podcast. And Yes. Great it's interview. Great interview. Great guy. This is clearly his just fun, big action book. Um, it's a lot of fun. And if you haven't picked it up, I believe there's two volumes with third on the way at this point. Uh, so good stuff. Let's move to the next one. Number nine, Excellence from Image Comics, written by Brandon Thomas, art by Kari Randolph. Um, I love this book. I think yeah. this book is so phenomenal. There's so many books about magic on the stands. And as a note, because of the weird schedule, there are only three issues of release, release this year. But each issue is so specific in the way that it embraces this world, this fight for the control of magic in the world. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about Harry Potter, and I think in a post-Harry Potter world, it's very difficult to create a fresh new magical world that embraces some of the same core concepts. Uh, but here, it feels exciting. It feels new. One of the things that particularly that they've been kind of simmering in the background that finally comes to the forefront in the issues they released this year is about race, of course, which is definitely one of the goals that they've had the entire time. Um, but it really uh, comes forward here in these issues. They're phenomenal the art of course is great uh this book is fantastic and i'm very excited that hopefully it's going to release uh, on a more regular schedule next year plus it's great it's not only about race but it's also about somebody who is fighting a corrupt system some something that has all these bullshit rules in place and a younger person coming along and being like yo fuck all this shit we've got to do this stuff in a different way that is more inclusive and uh, uh helps all and not just the few so th- there's a lot of layers to this book but it really is phenomenal and it's some great storytelling very powerful stuff yeah, super specific, such a well-thought-out world. Yeah. All right, let's go to number eight. Number eight is Superman Smashes the Clan from DC Comics, written by Gene Lu and Yang, art by Guri Hyru. This is another guest that we had on right at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it was yes. one of our first or second virtual guests that we had here on the show talking about this book. Uh, the two issues of it did release in 2019, but it was corrected as a graphic novel this year. Uh, and it's... Great. Uh, Pete, I know you like this one a lot. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's just uh, it's a great way to kind of uh, deal with things. Uh, first off, the Superman is phenomenal. The design, uh, really kind of a cool take on Superman. But also, uh, it's got a, a lot of human characters that play a great role. Sometimes when there's like a superhero character and then they focus on like the humans, it's like, I don't care. I want the superhero stuff. They do it in such a way that it makes all the storytelling work together in such a cool way. Plus, 
never get tired of uh, Superman punching out fucking clan members and backwards ass racist motherfuckers. So this story kicks ass on a lot of levels. And as Ben the Border Collie said, for the art alone, it's worth it. Yeah. And uh, as Pablo said, uh, the Max Fleischer era Superman is sort of a nice, uh, feels like an homage to that. Gotta say, Pete, so far on this top 10 list, you love every single thing and have been talking the most. So. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't love it. It's just that, all right, the order. It, it, okay. We, all right. <laughs> you're just you're poking a bear here is what you're doing justin i don't know uh, how else to treat a bear <laughs> uh this book is phenomenal the other thing that i think is really good about it is uh gene lu and yang writes stories that are good for actually all ages here you know yeah. this is something that was adapted from a radio serial that he finds new nuance and layers uh in the modern day in uh, the modern era that i i think is great um i love that this is as applicable i i hate that this is applicable today as it was back in the day but i love that he is writing that and putting that out there and like pete said they're allowing him to do this uh, but this is something you can read with the whole family even though it is about the clan i think it's instructive it's important about inclusiveness about a acceptance about core values of superman just a really really good story and it's never too early to teach your kids about racist assholes it's you should be doing it right now uh even <laughs> if they're not born just you know tell them tell uh me. next up at number seven we've got daredevil from marvel comics written by chip zadarsky uh art over the course of this year was by jorge fornes marco Cicchetto, uh christopher mooneyham manuel garcia francisco mobili and mike hawthorne uh and Justin, you like Daredevil, right? I you want to talk I, about this one? I've really loved this run so far. And in such a, especially this year alone, like the way that it developed, because um, what uh, the what they did, what Chip did at the start of this run was put a lot of pieces on the table that we've seen before. It was like Daredevil um, accidentally kills someone. He struggles, identity revealed, struggling with his relationships with um, his, uh, the girl he's interested in. He has an assistant named Foggy that is like around a lot. And, uh, <laughs> what, sorry, what is that character about? I don't remember him. At uh, all. He's he's very he's very sidelined. He's like yeah. the dor- Dorcas. Oh, from oh okay. Okay. no, you <laughs> went too far. Yeah. You went too far. Uh, so He's anyway, uh, two bears now. Yeah, good. These two bears, these sleepy bears, got to poke them. Uh, but what what I think Chip did so well with this is really started with all these items on the table and very meticulously built the story to just titanic end in the last like month and a half, really bringing it together. I really like where it's moving forward, still using the same sort of daredevil material, but combining it in new and interesting ways. And yeah, it's great. Pete, rebuttal? Yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, there's been a lot of great Daredevil runs. Will this be up there? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think this makes my list at all. Uh, there was a lot cooler, more interesting stuff before this. Uh, I'm sure there'll be great stuff after this, but right now I don't, this, uh, you know. I will say this is one uh, that a couple of people mentioned on Twitter, uh, which is part of the reason for its inclusion on the list. Also, I think uh, I say this every... Hold on. Uh, yes, I like listening to the people who watch the show, Pete. Uh, the the other thing pander, that I think... You fucking fuck. This is not pandering. It's people support the show. They listen to the show. They have good opinions. Let's I like that. I'm not saying against that, but just because some asshole said something on Twitter doesn't mean you have to put it in your list. Uh Pete hates the fans. Just uh, going on record here. Uh, Finish your thought. (laughs) Yes. All I was going to say was the same thing uh, that I pretty much always say about this book is there's something about Daredevil that drives writers to be their absolute top of their game 
every single time out of the gate. And that is true with Chip Zdarsky here as well. Uh, it really has pushed him very hard. Uh, and he's been delivering. I agree with Pete that it'll be interesting to see how this all wraps up because a lot of a Daredevil run is judged by the end, but he's already in a very good place so far. Yeah, we haven't seen the end yet. And you're already saying it's great. I mean, come on. It's the best thing I've ever seen. It's my that's, favorite run of oh, comics that's of all how, time. That's how comics works, Pete. I hate to tell you. Nope. <laughs> you never number, see the end. <laughs> number six. Yeah, this is a chip flex. Uh, number six, Strange Adventures from DC Comics, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Gerards and Evan Doc Shaner. Uh, it's ridiculous to say, yes, of course, a Tom King book is going to be on uh, the top list. He has been writing insanely amazing stuff across the board. This year alone, he wrote a ton of fantastic books, so I think this is a hard decision. But there's something about Strange Adventures, and particularly his collaboration, I think, with Evan Doc Shader and Mitch Gerards, splitting the story between maybe what's true of the past, maybe not, with Evan Doc Shader, and this very dark present where we don't know exactly who to trust, uh, that feels uncomfortable in the right way, digs into Adam Strange, the concept of him, the concept of the characters doesn't neglect twists or characters has had some incredible one-shot issues the mr terrific issue the first ah, one is one of the so best good. single issues of the year alone uh this book is great i feel like tom king with this book he does such a great job of churning uh real world politics culture where our culture is right now and finding a way to really pin it to a superhero and their backstory their anything everything in their continuity and find a way to uh to tell the story in a way that keeps us guessing because you don't know who's if adam strange is telling the truth where he's at has he gone gone mad over the course of the, we're learning over the course of the run uh and to tell as a two-hander back and forth with mr terrific it's just he's next level when it comes to building a complex story yeah pete Great. Yeah, I think uh, Tom King, I agree. Tom King is an amazing writer. The Mr. Terrific issue was glorious. Uh, but we're in the weeds on this. It's so weird right now. We don't know which way it's going to go, how this is all going to end. We're uh, in the weirds. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, you guys are just like, Tom King's amazing, so we got to put this book in there. Okay, cool, cool. I it's mean, not, Tom King no. is <laughs> I think he's a great writer, happening. but the, we don't know where this book is going yet. It's too. I love this to book. This it. book is at the top of my stack every single month that it comes right. out. Uh, it's the first thing that I want to read. Uh, let's move on. Talk about number five. This is this is a gimme. We had to put this on there, but I think it is well worth it, and I'll say why in a second. Uh, Lock and Key Impel Battalions Go from IDW, written by Joe Hill and art guy Gabriel Rodriguez. A short thing I'll say here about this three-issue miniseries, which started as a very simple tee-up for Helen Gone, the Sandman crossover, and expanded over time, is there's... Even though, as a podcast, we are in the tank for Lock and Key, I think there's yeah. still so many ways this could have gone wrong, and not necessarily with Gabriel Rodriguez's art. We think he's great. Joe Hill is great as a writer. But doing a sequel to something that is near-perfect like Lock and Key is a very dicey proposition. And the thing that they've done wonderfully here is tell a story that takes place in the world, but expands on it and also feels like an inherently different story and stands on its own. And that's what I think has made this miniseries worth it and why beyond everything else, I was more than happy to put it at number five here on the list. I agree completely. It's like colder and darker than the original series. Um, and it feels perfectly uh, part of the universe while still breaking new ground. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because we, we are so hardcore fans of lock and keys. So it's kind of like I feel a little bad. We're putting this on there, but it is really <laughs> just, 
the art and storytelling is such next level. Like even when it's these things that are like so weird and so out of time, it's just, uh, it's remarkable what they're able to do. Um, Gabriel Riggs and, and uh, Joe Hill are just such an amazing team together that it's, I don't care what they're talking. I mean, if you would have said to me, hey, do you want to read a book about Nazis? No, no, I do not. But here I am loving this fucking story. Well, once again, I, I have to remind you that it takes place during World War World I. One. <laughs> Yeah. You do this a lot. It's World it's War I. It's Germans, but it's not Nazis. Um, and let me say, Pete, congrats on your second. Are you defending camp. Nazis right now, Selvin? Like, you, you also doing? do this every time that I bring up World War I. Was it we'll stop Nazis. Congrats the same shit, and I will stop saying this. Congrats on your second that. cameo as the um, uh, as the, the thing that the little girl's holding in this image here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, great book. Uh, let's move on to our number four pick, which is Far Sector from DC Comics, written by N.K. Jemison, art by Jamal Campbell. Uh, we have talked about, I think, every single issue of this Green Lantern book. This is not just uh, the best Green Lantern book on the stands. It's one of the best Green Lantern books ever. And I think part of the reason is that it actually feels like a sci-fi book. It's not yeah. a superhero book set in space that happens to be set in space. It is very much its own thing. N.K. Jemison is writing the heck out of this book. And also, not for nothing, uh, but Jamal Campbell is drawing a gorgeous, fully fleshed out world at the same time. It's, I love it. It's like deep sci-fi, the way that um, the book just continually defines every aspect of the culture here while still having like a mystery and adventure and just fun dialogue that I think is maybe the hardest thing to do mm -hmm. in comics, in anything, and you still get it here. It's... It's so good. I don't like Green Lantern, and I love this book. That's how impressive it is. It really feels like something different. The art really brings it to this otherworldly thing. It is just beautiful. The stories are, are, are just so well thought out and like so crazy. It really feels like you're in this other world, and it sucks you right in. I, I'm always impressed with what uh, the issues that come out it's just really been fun to kind of discover this this fantastic book yeah uh great book uh let's move on to our totally non-controversial uh i don't think we need to spend a lot of time discussing this third no. pick the x-men line of books uh coming in at number three uh, this is oh you're I just gonna say x-men well, so here's the thing. We talked about this, and a bunch of people said this on Twitter. Um, people just said the X-Men line. And I think Justin could probably talk about this. I want to call out the names of the creative team. There's a ridiculous amount of people. But just at least on X of Swords alone, you got uh, written by Vida Ayala, Ed Bryson, Jerry Dugan, Jonathan Hickman, Teeny Howard, Benjamin Percy, Zeb Wells, and Leah Williams. Art by Mahmoud Azrar, Victor Bogdanovich, Joshua Kazar, uh, Carmen Carano, Stefano Cassini. Selly, Leto Frastas Yu, Carlos Gomez, Pepe Larraz, Matteo Loli, Phil Noto, Rob Reese, Arbe Silva, and Marcus Toe. Uh, so very big teams, lots of people working on this. Uh, but Justin, before we get into the screaming match, you want to talk about why you think this deserves to be on the list and so high? Yes, um, because it's hard to do something, to reinvent something that has such a background, such a continuity. And um, uh, Jonathan Hickman sort of got that ball rolling. Uh, and that was last year. 
um, with with the books that launched this sort of this era of the X Men. But now it's expanded to the point here in 2020 where you have a ton of people, all those names that Alex just listed, working on this book. Yet it still feels these books. It still feels cohesive. It feels like oh, they're cool. all they're all telling an aspect of the story, but really making it their own and still able to tell. It doesn't feel like a big Marvel crossover. Everything feels essential and sort of with its own voice in a weird way. And it's just fun to be able to read all these different takes. Some of them are goofy. Some of them are like action focused. Some of them are uh, sort of driving the story forward, bringing us new insights in these characters. We still haven't found out what Scott, Gene, and um, our old bub Wolverine are doing on the moon, and I can't wait to get there. <laughs> All right. How the fuck is Pete, do you have a on, question? How the fuck <laughs> is this on, on the list is my question. It's a fucking... They went to fuck island. They don't fucking care about us anymore. They're just out there fucking fucking each other on some island and playing some that stupid... Hold on! Hold on! Amazing. I don't want to interrupt your rant or anything. They are also fucking on the moon. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, then they do this, like, sword collecting thing, which, all right, I'm like, fine. You know, if you want to stop fucking for a while and fight, cool. I'm going to get some action. It's one of the most anticlimactic pieces of shit. They spend like eight issues collecting swords, then like a half an issue with maybe fights. It's mainly mind game bullshit. There's a drinking game, which I kind of appreciate, but not right now. This to is not fair, the time Pete, for it. To be fair, Pete, you've been collecting comics for many years, and I haven't seen any fight you've been. <laughs> yeah you haven't even taken them out of their sheath or anything (laughs) and we do you do a lot of drinking games (laughs) i I just i cannot disagree with this more this was such a weird side tangent hey you know what if marvel wants to like try to be like hey you know what we're going to try different things we're going to do different things good good for you but i'm not going to sit there and be cool with everybody fucking leaving us to go fuck around for a little bit. It's like a weird episode of the boys that you guys are really into. It's amazing I, how much you say fuck Island when there's very little sex in any of these books. <laughs> well, the I'm island, saying they're fucking the island, it's, island. It's like no. a baseball issue where they all sit around with their shirts off and play baseball for all yeah. issues. I don't want to see that. That doesn't move anything forward. I have a council that doesn't make any fucking sense. Love it. Uh, this is the most I've been into the X-Men in a very long time. It feels fresh. It feels weird. It feels new. I don't know what's going to happen on an issue by issue basis. And part of the reason I think it's good to do the full line here is like Justin said, it's all coordinating. And I understand what Pete's saying. And I respect your opinion, Pete. But really, X of Swords was my favorite crossover I've read in a really long time for a large part because it was structured and coordinated in a very different way from the majority of the events they were reading at Marvel and DC. It felt different. It felt new. It felt exciting. I didn't know what was going to happen next. Uh, the art is great across the board. The writing is exciting. Is it perfect? No, not in, you know, five, six, ten titles, however they may have now. That's not going to happen, but uh, it's still, there's enough of a good ratio there that I keep coming back and I really want to read everything that's being put out. And uh, we read a lot of comics. There's a lot of comics that we read out of obligation. For me, right now, the X-Men stories are not one of those. Oh, it's definitely one for me. And I can call Fuck Island because there was literally an issue where the island went to go fuck another island. So fuck you, man. 
We've seen more yeah. island fucking than we have seen regular fucking. And I think most important, just to bring this back, I know there's a little bit of fighting here. The thing I think we can all agree on is this has been a wonderful time to be a Cypher fan. Doug Ramsey <laughs> has really come into his own here uh, as the most, not just the most important character on the X-Men side of the universe, but the most important character in the Marvel Universe in Toto. And uh, that's a wonderful thing to see. I know the fans, uh, Cypher heads, are all very excited. Uh, we've all been practicing our linguistics, and it, it's just great. Yes, it's a real uh, cipher lenium uh, we're all climbing in. All right, that out of the way, why don't we move on to our number two pick, which not only uh, have we been into over the course of the year, but this was easily the most suggested thing that we got on Twitter. Immortal Hulk from Marvel Comics. Uh, this is written by Al Ewing. Mostly the art has been Jai Joe Bennett, uh, but also Javier Rodriguez, Nicholas oh, Patera, Butch Goose, and Mike Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, I definitely thought this would be fun what to like, just fuck, put man. up for... <laughs> Jesus if you're listening to the audio podcast, fun. there's just like a nice picture of the Hulk. Just like, he's yeah, it's like sitting, 18 he's... Hulks stuck in. I, oh, it's so creepy. Oh, man. This is me after I have a McRib, right, Pete? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Don't so podcast, podcast spoiling it. Don't spoil the McRib podcast we're doing. Chilling podcast of Sabrina is coming back December 31st. Check it out for all your good McRib content. <laughs> uh, Immortal <laughs> Hulk. Uh, let's talk about book. this one. Yeah. Can you ima- imagine given the task of like, hey, do a Hulk that is somehow different than what we've seen before while still employing all of the characters and continuity that you've seen? And this book, just every issue, um, there's something horrifying to look at. There's something horrifying that happens. And you're still like, I don't quite know where this is going, where Bruce Banner is. Like, literally, we don't know where that is, where he is right now. And who the real villain is. The villain is like just the horror of the Hulk. And it's just, I I love it. What are you talking about? It goes beyond that, man. There's the green door. There's the Hulk's dad. Like it's all part of one thing. And it's just some of the most innovative uh, storytelling while still being like firmly rooted in the horror genre and uh, just straight up body horror. So good. Pete, I feel like you came around about this book, right? So here's the thing. Like, this is hard. I'm a huge Hulk fan. First off, I tip my hat for what Justin said. You did something very creative, very interesting. Me? Very, very cool. No, not you. What they did with Hulk. Al you. I got you. Yeah. I thought you meant how he described it was super innovative. No, I thought no. you were doing a top 10 list of my top 10 comments um, no. on the top 10 list. That's another, that's another show. That's my personal nightmare. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Uh, this, this is hard because like, this isn't my Hulk. My Hulk isn't a nightmare Hulk and I'm a huge Hulk fan, but I do have to tip my hat to the creativity behind this, the storytelling. It's very interesting. There's been a couple issues that I really enjoyed. A lot of it has just been a nightmare, but, um, I, you know, I think this belongs on the list just because of uh, the things that Justin talked about, um, and the art is horrific, but it's also amazing what they're doing with the panels and stuff like that. So uh, it's very impressive and definitely deserves to be talked about. Yeah, Joe Bennett's art and the way that he designs these characters, as you can see in this picture, or uh, thinking of Rick uh, a little bit, the sort of bent Oof. over horrifying Rick that showed yeah. up. Just terrifying, absolutely terrifying images that I would never expect to see in a Marvel comic. But beyond that, like you said, Justin, just the fact of the knowledge 
that Al Ewing has of Hulk history and layers throughout here, uh, while still making it, uh, somebody mentions this in the comics, uh, I think it's kind of skipped by, uh, so I don't know who said it, so I apologize, but uh, just the fact that like it's accessible, but also deeply steeped in Hulk history at the same time yeah. is an insanely impressive feat. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this, and this is something that also, to Marvel's credit, feels like a limited story. It's going to wrap up at some point, so it's not, here's the status quo going forward, and I think that's allowed Al Ewing and company to make some really, really big swings with this book that have really paid off. Uh, fantastic yeah. book. Great. Uh, we're going to get to our number one. We're about to get there. Uh, now, I will mention, after the number one, uh, we're going to go through some honorable mentions. We have a list of other things we talked about. This was really hard to do. There's a lot of titles here that like, I can uh. feel it in my gut. Like, ah, oh, man, I'm sad this is not on the list. I'm sad this is not here, but we did need to make choices. And this is a title uh, that I think all three of us we're on board with all year long. It's something that we were obsessed with, something that we really wanted to get behind, something that we were always excited about, always wanted to talk about first. So here it is, our number one comic of the year, Ice Cream Man. X-Men, uh, another round of X-Men. <laughs> I'm stealing Nat, Nat Towson's joke. but Yes. yes. Uh, so we will get to some other deserving stuff in a second. Uh, but the thing about Ice Cream Man is every single issue is so specific uh, to what it's parodying, what it's commenting on. Uh, it's, uh, by the way, Image Comics written by W. Maxwell Prince, art by Martin Morazzo and Chris O'Halloran. Uh, Martin Morazzo's layouts in particular are phenomenal and terrifying in the right way. Like we are talking about with the Mortal Hulk, his designs are also fascinating. And I don't know if we're ever going to get any payoff with the continuity, but what W. Maxwell Prince has layered in with the continuity of these characters, with this horror brings it beyond a simple Tales for the Crypt style thing and brings it to another level. What I like about the continuity, and I don't need it paid off, really, I think it adds an extra level of like, ah, this is stressing me out. An extra level of stress because it's like, what does it all mean? It feels like there's enough mm -hmm. breadcrumbs here to mean something, but we're not, we can't see the whole picture. And I love that. It adds another level of horror to it. Um, the standalone issues, uh, the stories in each issue are so good. There's so many issues in the middle of this year where they were just playing around with format. There's the issue that was like a palindrome. Uh, mm -hmm. all, it's just very innovative, scary, lessons to be learned. It's funny at the same time, which is super hard to do in general, but especially when you're also scaring me. <laughs> uh, I love this book. Yeah, I was just... It, this kind of book really, you hold it up as kind of like an art form because every issue is meticulously thought about and designed for a singular purpose. It's just really impressive, the package they put together. And as someone who reads a ton of comics, it's impressive when we're surprised with something that is so creative and so well done in this kind of particular way. It It, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. Like, it's just... It's just really, really well done and plays on your kind of like fears in this kind of creepy way that also uh, makes for great reading. 
I don't know how to explain this comic other than to say you've got to try it. You've got to check out at least a couple of issues just to kind of see what this world is. And uh, two other issues that I'll call out. You mentioned the palindrome issue, but uh, they did a quarantine comics issue as well that uh, brought in other artists and writers to tackle the world, which was very cool. And we talked about this on the Stack podcast, but the last issue of the year had a surprisingly sweet and positive ending to it. And the fact that they could do that in this otherwise very dark and nihilistic world, I think was really impressive as well. So that are all the reasons why that is our number one of the year. Uh, Let's turn it back now to generally best of 2020 uh, and shout out some other books. Pete, I know you're champing at the bit here to talk about some other books, so uh, throw them on us. All right, great. So Something is Killing the Children gets a shout-out. Ascender gets a shout-out. Bitter Root gets a shout-out. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth gets a shout-out. Such a great book. Firepower. Finger Guns, uh, Little Bird, uh, The Fight of the Elders got collected, and that book was so crazy good. I wanted to come bring that up. Ronin Island, um, TM, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jenica. Uh, Love that Jenica series. It's so good. Die, Black Magic, and I got to shout out Death Metal because they just turned it to 11, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Justin, what about you? You got some shout outs there? Yeah, uh, Department of Truth is maybe my favorite book to read right now. Um, so definitely that uh, Basketful of Heads by Joe Hill from his Joe Hill line was just such a fun 70s style horror. On the more mainstream side, I love the Black Cat book that Jed McKay did. Um, really good. Uh, Hawkeye Freefall was very good. Um, uh, Hickman's Decorum um, I've been really enjoying, and now that, especially now that it's sort of coming together a little bit. Um, Star, another Marvel book that was sort of a weird villain-focused uh, uh, character. Really like that. Birthright, one of my faves. And, of course, the Remenderverse, uh, Low and Seven to Eternity. Like, just love those books. A uh, couple of others I'll shout out that are both uh, my choices and then some other ones from Twitter as well that people suggested. Uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. I love that book every month. So much fun. Uh, the Dollhouse Family. Somebody said that on Twitter, and I thought that was a great choice. Uh, that Texas Blood. Great book. We had great the book. creator on the show. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, I believe you mentioned Black Widow. Undiscovered Country is one that got called out in the comments here on Crowdcast quite a bit. And I got to be honest, that was like real close. That's one that I felt like... I would have wanted to force through, uh, but didn't. But that book is so good and so creative. Uh, Also, Crossover, Wind, Batman, Seven Secrets, uh, Thor, uh, Gideon Falls got mentioned, Kaiju Max, Philadelphia, uh, and a couple of others. Uh, But yeah, again, like so many great books here, it was really hard to choose. uh, But there you go. That is our top 10 of the year. Thank you all for submitting. We appreciate it. You're all awesome. Uh, All the other books are awesome as well. Even if it's not on the top 10 list, they're all awesome. Uh, But if you are watching live on YouTube or you're watching later or something like that, uh, let us know uh, what else you liked in the comments. Also on the podcast, same thing. Write us in. Tell us why we're wrong. We would love to know. Uh, And we're going to move on with our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up as your audience question. Yeah, yeah. What are you drinking? What you drinking? What you drinking? All right, let's start it off with that. Pete, what are you drinking? Uh, I, uh, you know, since you guys are always talking about beers, uh, there's this craft brewery by me that I want to go uh, swing by and Mm. check out. 
It's called uh, Pony Boy. It is clean and crisp, oh, golden light that. locker, and it is. It says, "Drink fresh, store cold, stay gold, Pony Boy." I believe they serve that at the People's Improv Theater Loft, where oh. we used to do our show. Really? Mm. Remember Ooh. that? Yeah. No. Nope. It was. A while I don't either. I'm still drinking that Labatt Blue, baby. Fresh out the northern ice. Nice. Uh, I'm having Sierra Nevada uh, celebration. celebration. Fresh uh, hop IPA. It's good stuff. Celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. Uh, so in terms of questions, you probably all figure this out, but if you have any questions, if you're watching on YouTube, just drop them in the comments. We have a crazy amount of questions here on Crowdcast, uh, so I'm going to start over with those. Uh, but let's kick it off with Kevin. This is a good one to wrap things up with. Uh, what are your favorite moments of the CBC podcast in 2020? <laughs> I mean, just doing this uh, this video podcast, God, I mean, I don't know what I would have done over the course of this mm-hmm. um, lockdown world. Yeah. We didn't get to come here and uh, look each other sort of in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, honestly, obviously, there's a lot of downsides to not being able to do it at a theater with a live audience, not being able to see each other in person. But the fact or that what Kevin's wearing or what kind of. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what Kevin's costume is. What is he even yeah. wearing now? We don't know. Uh, but the, the fact that we've been able to have on so many other guests that we never would have been able to get uh, yeah. before just because of distance, just because of time uh, has been great. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. And doing the bonus podcast as well. Like we mentioned earlier in the po- uh, podcast, but like Kieran Gillen and others having them on, calling them at off times. Uh, that's been fun as well. Um, uh, Kevin says one non Justin's quiz. I had a blast doing the Starman quiz. Uh, finally getting that out into the world was great. I think Pete told us a crazy story about all the nicknames of his friends that he has. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> at some yeah, point that the pandemic. yeah. That was wild. Our semi-annual strange Pete reveal about his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, my favorite part is uh, cracking you two fuckers up. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Anytime I can you get got me good week. last week. If yeah, I last week was good. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a couple of related questions here over on YouTube. Uh, well, one a statement. Bedito740 says, got to be when Pete left the camera on and left for the last 30 minutes of the podcast. That was <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, and Ramsey Hassan says, uh, will you guys do live video when you're back in the theater? Um, I think that's something we have to discuss yeah, at some point, yeah. right? We, we haven't do. really talked about it. Because yeah. it's going to be tricky in a, for many reasons. Yes. Yeah. Pete's in Philadelphia, for example, now. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'll take a train in, man. That Good man. Crazy. <laughs> uh, oh, great. Uh, this is from Ben the Border, Border Collie. Can we get a power ranking of Pete's shows, Ted Lasso, Arrow, Punisher, Luke Cage, others? Wow. Oh, this wow. is a real uh, Sophie's Choice in a lot of ways okay uh i i do have a top 10 list of tv shows this year oh, wow um, but this is not just this year this is uh the lasso arrow whatever other ones that, uh, you want yeah i know but uh i mean that's tough to do uh, right off the cuff i mean you know uh arrow's unbelievable uh i don't know what i could put above that uh but uh so for me it goes uh <laughs> dude, i had seen ted lasso like I don't know, maybe eight or nine times all the way through. Like, it's... That's it's, insane. Well, anytime I have, like, a little downtime or, like, oh, I got to watch something while I'm doing something else, put that lasso on. 
cheers me up. It's hysterical on many levels. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shrill, The Boys, Glow, Queen's Gambit, Lock and Key, Lucifer, Neo Yokio, Riverdale. Uh, I had to put Tiger King on there just because it blew my mind when it first came out. Jordan Doc, Mando, and number one is Ted Lasso. There it is. Amazing. Uh, great. There's your official ranking of Pete shows. Uh, let's see. We got one in here. Uh, Michael Vinoy wants to know, what was the worst comic you read this year? Uh, also, as a follow-up, why does Pete hate the fans so much? Love great Pete, question. by the way. Okay. Great question. So it's not that I hate fans. I love fans. I love interacting with people. Uh, but I don't think your opinion should influence mine. I think that there are times where I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great point. Why didn't I think about that? Like someone put Headlopper. Why didn't you mention Headlopper? It's like, fuck, why didn't I mention Headlopper? Headlopper is phenomenal. <laughs> What about your statement, Pete, that you're going to punch every fan in the stomach in the same way that you're going to punch Nat Towson in the stomach? Uh, that That's interesting. I mean, that's uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, movie moments is when, uh, what was it, uh, when uh, God, Jay and Silent Bob become rich and famous and they just go and travel the country and find people who talk shit about them and punch them? Oh, that's living the dream right there. There you go. Watch your stomachs, fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh this is uh from uh where oh gosh, I just missed it. Uh oh, this is from J Pickett123 on YouTube. Uh and I don't know if anybody has the information about this, but do you think Tynan is going to continue Batman after Future State? The last issue felt like a wrap-up. Um I gotta say, all these pre-future state issues have been very weird to read. I think they yeah. are mixing around uh, the teams. I don't remember who's writing Batman specifically, uh, but everybody's going to be on different titles. Um, and it, it, they felt very sudden, honestly. Like it felt like they were coming in the middle of storylines to me. I I don't know anything. The way the story has uh, sort of moved, it feels like he's not done. He's introduced all these characters. It feels like he's going to have another big story. And if I remember correctly, he thought he was just doing Joker War and then got extended more. I'm hoping it's a longer extension so that he can have sort of we could get his full take on uh, a couple of years of Batman's adventures. I'm sure knowing, knowing him as a storyteller that he's going to come back to the stuff regardless. But if I remember correctly, I believe he's moving on to justice league actually, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we'll see what happens. And there's our outside view. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from firsthand up guy. Do comic book editors actually edit the text of comic books or are they more in charge of the overall narrative? Specifically, is anyone editing the text pages of X-Men comics before they get printed? <laughs> nah. Wow. Matt How dare you? Uh, yes, I think <laughs> our good friend Jordan D. White is editing the text pages of uh, X-Men comics. I will say specifically, and I don't remember whether you talked about this on the show or not, but there was like some flub that they made with the timeline back in House of X, Powers of Ten, uh, that he was like, ah, crap, I can't believe I didn't catch that because we have so many people vetting stuff. So, yes, uh, maybe you see a mistake. There's a lot to edit there, but yes, somebody is editing them. I think it's a layered, like, you're editing the all of the ideas to making sure it tracks with all the rest of Marvel continuity. And I think you're editing the actual just spelling of the words. Yeah. Uh, oh, we have an answer, actually, over on YouTube. Uh, Bandito, uh, sorry, OG says, Tynan is continuing Batman, but Detective Comics will have a new writer. writer and Michael Vinoy adds, and he's writing the new Joker series, uh, which is the first time Joker has ever actually had his own solo title, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was in a uh, trivia fun fact. Mm. Uh, this is from, 
Oh, great. Uh, spoiler. Uh, spoiler. This is from Shrusty no, over no, on I, Crowdcast. Uh, what would be some comic book character New Year's resolutions based on the years they've had? Oof. Based on their actual years. Um, yeah. I think Peter Parker should probably stop having friends and relating to people because that turns yeah. out very bad for me oh, for him on, all man. the time. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, X-Men can keep track of their swords a little bit better. <laughs> So they don't have to spend so long looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, ice cream man, more ice cream. Right. Surprisingly, less ice cream. Going, more ice cream. I mean, more seriously, Batman's already working on his resolution to be friendlier to people, which uh, always feels so uncomfortable every time they do that, where people just prod him and you can see him the way the artists draw him, just getting angrier and angrier that he's like, no, I support you in what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, all right, there we go. Uh, we'll see if we come up with any other ones. Uh, we got uh, from Eduardo, any new writers or new to you that impressed you in 2020 that you're excited to read more from next year? Mm. Good one. I mean, uh, N.K. Jemison, um, uh, we talked about with uh, Green Lantern. Far Sector, I, uh, I think I'm going to buy her most recent book um, because I love that storytelling. Yeah, That's jumping out of comics. Uh, this isn't necessarily a new writer. We had them on the show a year ago, I want to say, but Vidya Ayala has really been upping their profile this year, I think, in a big way, uh, which is very exciting. I also really like Leah Williams' stuff a lot. I know this is mm. both X-Men writers, uh, but I think they've both been uh, very, very good, so I'm excited to see if there's going to be more from either of them. I'm trying to think if there's other new writers that have popped up on the scene. I mean, you mentioned this in the stack last week, but W. Maxwell Prince, who writes Ice Cream Man, has a new series called Ha Ha coming out of Image oh, Comics. I'm so scared for that. Terrifying. Yeah, so that should be terrifying. Cool. It should yeah. be cool to see him or do something else other than Ice Cream Man. 100%. And Alex, as a clown mate, you must be especially terrified of that. I'm nervous. I'm nervous they're going to get it wrong. I'm nervous they're going to hand it to my wife and she'll be like, that's not how it works. Ooh. Wow. That's how she talks. <laughs> you have her on the show to review it. Yeah. Oh, Bandito seven forty boy and sound. Uh, wait, did they gloss over the worst comic they read this year, or did I blank out? I think we glossed over it. We glossed over it. It's hard to pick a worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, the comics. The worst comic I read was the was the were the comics that I didn't get to read because of the pandemic. Oh, that's very Aww, nice of you. Nice. That's very nice. sweet. I'm gonna say the X Men line. <laughs> <laughs> Not sweet of you, Pete. Uh, Ramsey Hassan says, what do you all think of the DC movies, HBO max announcement of more experimental DC max films? Uh, so this is, I believe coming off of a New York times article, uh, with the new head of DC films over Warner brothers, uh, where he said they're going to push riskier films like Batgirl and static shock to HBO so max. Risky. Yeah. Very risky. Batgirl. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and instead push like big budget movies into the theaters, uh, do more TV series, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I got to tell you, I got very pissed off <laughs> about that announcement, uh, though obviously they might change uh, the way they hit things. Uh, but how did it hit you guys? What'd you think? I mean, it feels like they're like, we're going to do this. And it's like, yeah, everyone else is doing that, man. Like <laughs> you should be doing that. So it felt like such a weird poorly worded like like many things that dc the dc universe sort of comes at it it's like a little stilted not quite what you want to hear but like 
I'm still interested in, I would love to see a Batgirl series or HBO Max movie. Like the fact that you have to couch it in, like it's risky, it's diverse because it's a, a woman <laughs> is crazy. Static yeah, shock, same thing. It's like, just tell, just be excited about those stories. Don't put an asterisk next to them when you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm hopefully excited that uh, they do, whether they stumble across it or uh, whatever, but uh, those characters are great and if done well uh, can be amazing. So hopefully that's what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is from Pablo DiMartinez. What, Pablo. Is, what is uh, 2020 like for comics and pop culture in general? I know that's a big broad question, but I do think that's a big open one because obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic, but a lot of things are changing very rapidly anyway. So what's your prognostication? What do you think is the safest bet or riskiest bet, I guess, of thing that might happen in 2021 pop culture wise? I think, um, I, I think it's movies are going to be weird for a long, a long, long time. And I think we're going to be watching stuff. It's so hard to break through now in general. And the fact that um, now the breakthrough is like a huge budget movie, like Wonder Woman 1984 coming out to your television on Christmas day. It's going to be a ton of event based stuff like that. Comic book wise. uh, I actually feel like comic books have been surprisingly stable. Mm-hmm. And um, have been, I think readers have really valued them in a good way that I think we'll hope to, I uh, hope to continue that in 2021. I have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> I hope that we continue to get uh, great content. Um, you know, there have been a lot of t- stuff and it's great to have more time to read stuff. I'm just, uh, I'm kind of losing my mind here. So hopefully if people could please wear masks and stay safe so we can get fucking past this shit. Uh, it would be great. Well, good news. There's now a super strain of the virus that's made its way to America. So I think we should be good for a while. It's good for streaming is what yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I mean, to expand on what you're saying, I think we're going to see like continued changes in streaming on TV, even forgetting about the movie side of things. Um, I don't think anything's going to break over the course of the year. I don't think we're going to have a queepy where things just fall apart necessarily, but either HBO Max's movie experiment is really going to work and they're going to explode in terms of subscribers, uh, or it's not necessarily going to work and we're going to see some rapid changes there by the end of the year. Uh, Netflix is definitely reaching like a critical point as well, where Everybody looks at it as the go-to streaming service, but can it compete specifically with Disney Plus now that they're crazy ramping up production and they have the Marvel shows? <coughs> oh, oh, God, he's getting choked up. He's getting choked up. Oh, he just got covered. Oh, no. Well, hey. We what would you guys do if I died on air? Hmm. Uh, we would cover it. We would vamp. <laughs> yeah, we'd definitely vamp. Yeah. Uh, vamp for about an hour and then call my wife. Until yeah. your son replaced you. We would vamp until uh, yeah, your son yeah. came down and assumed the mantle. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be a lion uh, moment. Uh, just wanted to read a nice comment over here on YouTube from Hello Newman. Hey, guys. Ho- happy to see you again. Hope you're all doing well. I really missed the couch episodes. Still have hope for the future. Have a happy and healthy new year. Uh, uh-huh. Same thing to you. Very sweet. The couch episodes. Woo-hoo, yes, the couch episodes. That back. is going way back at this point. Uh, let's go to couch. this top question over here. Uh, ooh, okay, this is from Joe. Recalling the glory of Catwolf or when Batman was Dracula in 2021, mm. what superhero heroine would you like to see cross with a classic monster 
and what monster. I don't feel like it. this is a trap they're about to fall into. Don't do it. Don't do it. I would uh, love to see. Be better. Franken Nelson. <laughs> Foggy Nelson assembled from random parts. I mean, he's already kind of assembled from random parts. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, what would you want to see, though? What uh, what monster character? It's funny you say Cap Wolf. I think that's such a good example of taking a character that's all like pristine and then giving that vulnerability of turning of going uh, rogue in that way. That's great, um, Captain Britain Wolf. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see Dracula Hulk. That seems unnecessary, right? <laughs> that does seem very unnecessary. Yes. Yeah. Or Hulk um, Wolf. That mm-hmm. seems very unnecessary. How about that? You don't need to add stuff out to the Hulk. Yeah. Well, how about Mummy Galactus? <laughs> so many bandages. I don't think there's enough bandages in the universe, man. Oh, wow. That's the quest. Yeah. Ooh, Wonderzilla. That's pretty good as well. Uh, here we go. Uh, OG says, speaking of Disney Plus, which Marvel, uh, this is over on YouTube, uh, speaking of Disney Plus, which Marvel and Star Wars series are you most looking forward to in 2021? Oof. I don't know when they're all coming out on the top of my head, but uh, well, I mean, uh, Marvel-wise, we've definitely got uh, I mean, WandaVision. WandaVision. We've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We've got Loki coming out. Uh, Hawkeye, I think, has been kicked to next year at this point, but we might have Miss Marvel, I believe. Uh, and I don't remember the other one. What If, as well, I think it's coming out. Yeah. Star Wars Lies, we've just got Book of Boba Fett. Everything else is in development at this point. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to WandaVision and What If are the two that I'm most excited about there. I'm looking forward to uh, Falcon Winter Soldier the most. Yeah. Uh, And just to mention, not to plug something that we're not doing, but we were talking about uh, maybe doing some recaps and episodes for MCU stuff for the TV shows. Um, So stay tuned for that. We got to finish the shit that we already said we're going to do. And then we got to start new shit. No. Hey, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Go take a nap. We're doing some fun (laughs) stuff. No way, man. You guys are fucking the worst, man. Yeah. Doom Patrol. That's what we should be doing. I don't know. Is that a TV show or what's up with that? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. What kind of yeah. patrol is that? Some sort of Doom yeah. Patrol. That sounds Lord. bad. I don't like we Doom. We can go back and watch it and do fucking ups on that. Is that uh, a Doctor Doom thing? Yep. Is it, do they just move back and forth because they're patrolling? Pete's Punisher Slipper says, do your resolutions are a bit quaint, but do you have any, or are there any you'd like to see from the publishers or the studios or from your fellow hosts? Mm. Oh, wow. Well, I know a lot of people are saying they wish that I would get angrier in the new year, so I'll try to do that. A lot of people, uh, huh? Yeah, a lot of people. That doesn't seem healthy. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody. I'm going to spend all of 2021 drinking like Pete LePage and see where that gets <laughs> Don't recommend it. Uh, man, New Year's resolutions. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought that far ahead at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For studios, I mean, this is pursuant to, like, we were just talking about the HBO Max stuff, but there's so much opportunity with the DC stuff. They're already doing it very well in a fun way on the CW. I feel like they're just, they're taking all the long, wrong lessons and trying too hard, and I hope they just take a step back, look at it, and realize, like, we have good things, we have things that work. Let's expand on those versus doubling down on the things that don't work, like 
$70 million to the Justice League Snyder Cut that they've been very open about. This isn't going anywhere. We aren't continuing that. That's yeah. just setting money on fire. So stop make setting money on fire and instead... Snyder Cut! Yeah, make three Stargirl seasons instead of making the Snyder Cut. <laughs> exactly, please. My goodness. Uh, this is uh, a couple of general TV stuff. Oh, a very nice comment here from Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, who uh, we ah. should also mention The Last God is another one that, like, I was oh, right on the edge of God. That's great so book. We're going to keep remembering comic books that we left oh. on this list and feel bad. Uh, but always love the show, guys. Thanks for keeping it going through the pandemic. Hope to see the live show again soon, but particularly stream all year. Happy New Year. Keep kicking ass. Very sweet. Very nice. Oh, yeah, definitely no, check out his awful stuff. for not... Uh, it's all right. Uh, and two TV questions uh, from Nelson Martinez. Any new TV shows that have been announced for 2021 that you're looking forward to? And maybe a tee up, but Hello Newman says season three of Cobra Kai is coming out on New Year's Day. Are you psyched That's about that? Fucking right I am. Oh, yeah. man. I uh, I was in early, had to do like a trial period with the YouTube Red so I could watch it. And oh, it's so glorious. I'm very excited. Uh, well, this might be a little bit of a nutflex. Nutflex. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen. But I have seen the entire season you of. Dare Kobe say Guy. one thing. You fucked me on Wonder Woman. Do not do this to me. You. I like fucks it. me on Wonder Woman. It's a good go. season. It's fun. You're gonna like there it. You go. You're gonna have I a good time. Say a thing. Yeah. Now, when are we doing our top two um, sounders on Comic Book Club? <laughs> yeah. I have well, two. we can do the countdown right now. I think okay. uh, number two right here is... Netflix. Ah, yes. I love it. Really and good. the number one sound effect of the year here on Comic Book Club is... Sucking on a cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> not Second. great countdown. Second not that year fun. running. Uh, it's great. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, are there any TV projects uh, other than Cobra Kai that you're looking forward to in the new year, other than the Marvel stuff, other than the Star Wars stuff? Ooh, I have a, such a long list of TV projects from last year to keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I'll mention, I know this is absolutely not with the show, but this is one of my favorite shows on TV, and if you all have Apple TV now, Dickinson on Apple TV, mm. I fucking love that show. It is so good. Uh, it is... Uh, totally not what you think. It's not a period drama or anything like that. It's Haley it Steinfeld. It seems like a period drama. Well, it's Haley Steinfeld as uh, Emily Dickinson, but it's basically like a half-hour comedy drama. You, Pete, you would like it. Wiz Khalifa plays death on the show. She's obsessed with what? death. It's great. It's The music is amazing. It's very funny. It's very romantic. Uh, it's sad. It's tragic. It's all of the things all at the same time. It takes huge swings. And the second season is coming out the first one they dumped all at once. The second season is coming out on January 8th and they're doing three episodes and then they're doing one episode a week. It is the second season is so good. So good. It is one of the best. You had to get a Netflix in there. Oh, yeah, I'm it is. Eating. I'm not going to do the sound effect again, but it's definitely yeah, like, I will talk about the show incessantly and plug it incessantly because it is one of the most unique, amazing things on TV. And I just want more people to watch it, particularly now that it's going weekly. I think like, it, watch the first season. The second season, if you're into it, is going to be an emotional roller coaster for like seven solid weeks. Uh, it's great. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, Got to give it up for the next season of Succession coming mm. next year. Um, Atlanta is supposed to come oh, up with a new season too. Um, exciting. So those are faves. And uh, the Marvel stuff. Very excited for that. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing I'm excited for as of yesterday is uh, there's a Shadow and Bone series coming to Netflix. I saw a bunch of it got announced for April. It's a fantasy series. I saw a number of people that I really respect were freaking out. I was like, all right, I'll see what this is about. So I got the book out of the library and I am obsessed with it now. Like I got two mm. chapters in and I was like, oh shit, this is great. This is so good. Like it's so readable. So interesting. The deer. Yeah. Josh says the deer thing. Yes. The deer thing. Uh, awesome. And the casting on the show too. Now, again, now that I've read the book, I finished it late last night. Uh, is just Ooh, perfect. So Alex, up late reading. I was. I was up until like what a.m. reading a book. Wow, Ooh. amazing. Good thing there was no Netflix news that I, woke I you up. What, <laughs> I don't know what uh, TV show I'm really looking forward to, but I'm looking forward to coming to America. I can't wait mm. for that. Uh, nice. Two things, other TV things to mention while we're going through the comments here. A couple of mentions over on YouTube for Better Call Saul. Yes. Oh, man. So nervous, but so excited. Cannot wait. That's uh, I, I heard they were doing a new season of Ted Lasso if Pete just watched it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, and the one other wait. thing, this is definitely a plug, but like uh, Jason Williams says, chilling podcast will hold me over until Riverdale after dark. Can't wait. Uh, yes. Very excited for that. Final season is December 31st, so I don't know if it totally counts as the new year. Uh, but we are going to have an episode of our podcast going up every day for the eight episodes. What? Uh, every day? Every day. We're going to have a new episode Why don't episode we do it once a week, man? Save them. You know nah, I mean? man. you got to get through them quickly. Oh. That's the Netflix way. Uh, but yeah, yeah. get to, uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to kick off December 31st. And then January 20th, we get Riverdale back. That's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm yeah. not ready. That's just going to be like a nice chill episode. That yeah, we're all going to be right. like, oh, it's nice to have it back. Oh, yeah. Yep. You've already seen it. You fucking no notes. <laughs> no notes. Uh, we have so many other questions here, but we're already running uh, very, very long. Uh, let me do a quick scan through. And uh, here we go. Uh, this is from Edward Doherty. Why don't we wrap up on this one? DC is supposedly moving towards an omniverse or set of stories which are unrelated to continuity. I think this is motivated by some of DC's best comics being twists on their main continuity, i.e. The Dark Knight Returns, Red Sun, etc. But aren't they doing these stories only resonate because of continuity? Is this a self-defeating move? Great question. Um, I think you can still... I just like the idea of more out of continuity stories where the story itself can stand on its own. I'm all for the continuity continuing in, in some capacity so that we all can have the shared sort of narrative of Superman or Batman or whoever that we like and agree on. But I love more split universes. That's like mm -hmm. a book like far sector feels a little bit like a split universe. It stands on its own, gets to play more because it doesn't have to be like, well, technically um, the uh, uh, John Stewart, it wouldn't be there at this time. It's like, well, okay. But like the story is better to have him there despite the continuity uh, ramifications. So I'm ready for it. I mean, if it's, I, I have a hard time with the what ifs because I really get into a comic and then it, I don't ever see it again. That has no ramifications. So um, they're fun. They're, they're great, but uh, you know, it, it's tough because we don't, the, you don't, you're, they don't really kind of matter. So that's tough for me. Uh, I, I'm on uh, Justin's side. I like them. I mean, we've had a couple of guests from the DC Inc. I believe is the label side of things. Yeah. We do these all ages graphic novels. 
They're great. And I love them not being connected to anything. I love uh, taking swings in terms of the art. Um, Do that in the main line, too. You know, thank you back to, I think it was Riley Rosmo did the art for a John Constantine book a couple of years ago. Um, I totally forgetting actually who wrote it. Uh, But maybe it was Steve Orlando, maybe James Tynan. Maybe Steve Orlando. Let's look it up. Uh, but that was a really good book. And I think that sort of thing, I would, DC always tries this every once in a while where they're like, we're artists. We're going to do an artist focused book. We're going to do an interesting concept. And then they decide about three months later, nope, we're doing another crisis. Let's lead into that. And it's always a huge bummer for me because I would rather read the other thing personally. Uh, and uh, that is it. Uh, again, we got a lot more questions uh, both on YouTube and on Crowdcast. So thank you for sending them in. I'm sorry that we won't get to them, but we're going to move on to our next section is trivia. For that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Oh, Ooh, man. And this is the big trivia. Yeah, this right? is exciting. This is exciting. I'm very excited oh. to figure out if this is going to be about topical comic news. Uh, well, Pablo is the first hand up guy, so that's exciting. We'll have yeah. somebody on screen, so that'll be great. Yeah, we're going to invite him in right now. Cool nice. beans. I haven't seen Pablo in a while. Yeah, yeah. it'll be nice to see Pablo. Uh, a shout out to Ramsey's uh, comment. I want a Frank and Nelson t-shirt. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while Pablo is getting set up here, we'll just mention about trivia. Uh, there is a chance for him to win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Pete's going to ask three questions. Um, so that should be very exciting. And uh, here is Pablo. Hello. Hey, hey Pablo. Um, uh, no, he's gone. Uh, gonna this is going to be a whole fun. thing. I can tell. My buddy's <laughs> wearing a mask, mask in his pick. You know? hey, hey, Pablo. Hey, Pablo. Hey. Uh, Pablo, I have, I have a question for you. This is something I've been wondering about for months. So uh, now that I live oh, in Sunset, uh, for the past couple of months. So uh, I, now that I live in Sunset Park, when I've been taking my kids to school, we've been going on the city bus, the New York City bus, uh, and there is a guy who does the announcement for the city bus who sounds exactly like you <laughs> when he says "Hello, customers." So I was hoping, could you say "Hello, customers," and I could just check if you're the announcer for the New York City bus? Uh, I'll do my best. Uh, hello, customers. No, it's a different guy. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought it was Pablo, but it's not. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, well. Another one of Alex's mysteries. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like a modern day Nancy Drew. <laughs> yeah. Except you don't okay. solve the mysteries. Yes. Exactly. All right. Here we go. Pablo, $25 yes. uh, will be yours. In honor of Alex, I'm going to do one of his favorite trivias. Where it's not really trivia, so it drives them insane. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, this is a little bit of a special uh, for the end of the new year. A lot of people talk about what they're thankful for. I am thankful for my co-hosts. Uh, so today's uh, trivia is on them. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Jen, for being such great co-hosts. Here thanks, we go. Pete. Question That's number nice. one. What is Zalbin's worst acting performance? Uh, is it A, Life of the Party, which he also directed, B, uh, Gummy Bears the Movie, or is what? it C, Disgusting it? Foods with Alex Zalbin? Oh, boy. Any of these will be acceptable. Jesus Christ. Deep <laughs> cuts. Oh, God, I'm, I'm worried for myself. Am I allowed to weigh in here? Sure, if you would like. Sure. If you want to defend any of these acting performances? 
Yeah, probably uh, Life of the Party is the one that I threw out there. I feel like I didn't do a very good job. I just okay. was in a cameo. Gummy Bears the movie, great. Uh, Alf and Larry sketch, right? It was. Yeah, Alf and Larry. It was fun. Yeah. That was yeah, a fun one. The album was awful in it. Well, back <laughs> back. What? Uh, cool. Uh, what, which one Which one are you going to go with there, Pablo? Oh, that would be. Be correct. Nice job. Right. Pete, can I ask a question? Did you write this trivia before or after we had our argument about the top ten list? It's funny because it was oh, before. Oh, wow. Oh, it was before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Question number two. Justin claims to be a classically trained actor, but... Okay. So, is it A... He was raised on well water, so you can't trust his teeth. <laughs> B, unrelated. Wow. Uh, B, he made a weird hand do- hand job joke on dating my TV. Or is it C? <laughs> I directed that as well. Uh, Pip is actually a better actor than him because, as we all know, Pip don't. Jesus, switch. what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Series of reading. Thank you, Uta oh. Hagen, for your trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going after like <laughs> actors? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with a uh, B again. B, correct. B, yeah, nice. The weird hand job joke was weird. Pulled me right out of the episode. I was very much enjoying it. Great. All right, here we go. Last one. What is the worst thing I have seen one of them do? Is it <laughs> A. Push Boothman in front of oncoming traffic so he could save his own life? That's true. Now, that is that. true. I did that. Be on the phone during Wait, the hold movie. on. Just to, just to defend myself, I was trying to save my own life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Boothman? The, the Boothman replaceable, as we've seen. <laughs> oh, man, Many Boothmen. James was We don't even very, have one right now. Very nice exactly. Uh, or was it B, be on the phone uh, uh, while in the movie theater, watch, supposedly watching a movie, or C, constantly... Thank you for proving my point with C. Constantly interrupting me to do a shitty bit. So, which of those would you pick? It's the worst thing I've seen one of them actually do. I'm going to have to go with A in this one. Hey, nice job, Pablo. Wow. Great nice choice. Job. I've, never actually, I've never actually seen myself interrupt you, so i got to think that's fun. <laughs> Uh, $25 will be yours in the form of a gift card to uh, Midtown Comics Online. And Pablo, I don't want to alarm you, but you have a ghost. You have a ghost <laughs> behind you. It's happening to your door, Pablo. Door and it is terrifying. Yeah. I no, think... my dog in my room, so... Uh, right. Can you get uh, your dog really quickly to say hello, customers? Just I want to hear something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hello. Uh, oh, yeah. That, Ooh, wow, that, that is good. him. Uh, Pablo, congratulations. Uh, beyond all odds, you somehow won a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com, and we will get that right off to you. Have a happy new year. Good seeing you. Happy new yes. year, Pablo. Good seeing you, Pablo. All right. Pete, Pete doesn't make resolutions. He makes grievances known to the public. <laughs> yeah. Hey, happy Festivus, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, you should be, you should be thankful, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I wish everybody luck next year. Oh, that wow. sounds like a threat. Uh, as we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day, unless you're DC Comics, in which case they're already out. You can go read them. But what are you looking forward to, Pete? I'm looking forward to uh, Boys, Dear Becky, number eight, and Usagi, Yojimbo, Wanderers Road, number two mm. of six. Justin, what about you? 
Great question, Alex. Um, I got to give it up for uh, a tough call. I'm going to go with Avengers 40. Ooh. Uh, kicking off a new storyline, uh, Jason Aaron has been able to uh, make the Avengers book seem like mini crossover events over and over again for the last year or so. Uh, it feels like big storytelling, big stories. This one uh, looks like it's going to focus on the Phoenix Force, um, which is going to be fun. That's very cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to Monstrous Talk Stories number two from Ooh. Image Comics. Uh, you know, yeah, this is a book that like I read in the first couple of issues, loved for no good reason, completely forgot about. And then we picked up Talk Stories number one, and I was like, oh, right, this is great. This is such a good world. Uh, so I'm very excited to jump back into it. Uh, and not all, but most of those titles will be in the Stack podcast that comes to the Comic Book Club feed and also the Stack feed tomorrow and guys and gals and uh thems uh this is i think it for our shows in 2020 <laughs> Good night. Go. uh so a couple of things we want to thank a couple of people want to thank we want to thank tom and ben from the blue podcast for being on the show uh, we want to thank blue. keith lowell johnson for being on the show uh Pete. also we want to thank all of you even though pete hates you thank you so much for joining and watching the show over the course of the air we appreciate it uh we're gonna have a packed Packed, absolutely packed 2021, which I'm very excited about. Uh, we have oh. some great gusts for you already set up for January and February. And we're kicking it off yeah. with Neil Clyde, John Perlia, and Frank Winasso are going to be talking about Dark Horse's Savor, the new graphic novel, uh, right when we come back in the new year. Also, as mentioned, Chilling Podcast of Sabrina is going to be rolling out to daily starting January 31st, recapping every episode of that. Umbrella Make Podcast, sure our Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy podcast will be coming back at some point. Also, Riverdale After Dark and Riverdale podcast coming back very soon. And American Godcast, our American Gods podcast coming back January 10th. Patreon.com slash comic book club. Support the show. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, and the app of your choice to subscribe and listen at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com. For this podcast and more, Pete will talk after the podcast about the schedule. Good night!